Hey guys, on today's pod, I was joined by a contributor here at Rapture's Rapture, Matthew Sacco. We discussed Summer League and what you can take away from Summer League, what to look for, as well as, most importantly, we discussed our position-by-position breakdowns of the Toronto Raptors, starting with point guards. We discussed Fred VanVleet, Kyle Lowry, DeLon Wright, what they mean to this team, not only for next year, but moving forward, and what areas of growth you can expect from each of the players. I thought it was a really good one. Hope you guys enjoy. First off, just kind of as some housekeeping stuff, the Toronto Raptors have played two summer league games by the time this will be released. Um, the first one we'll talk about a little bit here. Uh, that one will be on a later podcast, perhaps. Matt, what was your overall impressions from the Nick Nurse era starting in Toronto? Yeah, um, what I was super excited about was just the fluidity in the uh, – y- y- the team obviously hasn't had much time to gel or go into too in depth of plays or, or offense or anything like that. But you could tell that they were playing fast, uh, that they were playing, uh, with a lot. Uh, I, I thought a lot more intensity than I've seen in Toronto Raptors teams in the past. Uh, of course there was an emphasis on the, the, the players that are on the team and that contribute to the team, uh, particularly in OG. I felt that OG, uh, had a really nice game, had some really nice moves, uh, to the, to the net. And, uh, it's clear that there's a lot of opportunities for, uh, players to, they're, they're really going to try to open up space and really create spacing, uh, from nothing. And I think, and I think that's where Nick Nurse can really help is, you know, you know, really emphasizing that spacing and how it's going to help people a lot. But if I, if I'm someone like DeMar DeRozan, who's sitting courtside, which I just love, especially with, you know, there was a lot of trade talk and stuff like that around DeMar DeRozan just to start the, just to start the free agency period as well. I think that, uh, what DeMar can see and what OG has already is experiencing on the court is a lot more, uh, room to move and to create counters and, and, and to do a lot of different things. So, um, uh, I mean, overall, I mean, overall, what was more exciting to me and what was I was watching a little bit more was what is Nick Nurse doing that more, more so than what, you know, what the players are doing or what players were on the floor. I was more so what's, what's Nick Nurse doing? And I, and, I, and I'm super excited that he is coaching the summer league team as well. Yeah. Um, probably should point out just in case anyone listening doesn't know the Raptors, Lost 77 to 90 to the Pelicans. Obviously, the results of the game are far less important than the process when you're talking about an exhibition game. Um, I agree with you as far as the offense looked faster. I think it's hard to tell how much of this kind of is summer league and how much of it is new changes, you know? Because obviously, summer league lends itself to a different type of game than the regular season because the games don't matter. Players are trying to show out either for an NBA contract or to get an overseas contract. Um, So it's kind of hard to wade through everything and say this is a definitive difference when you don't know what to attribute to Nurse and what to attribute to Summer League. Yeah, totally. And I I, I mean, you have to take everything with a grain of salt as well, especially since Nurse Nurse is trying to see what there is some other players and what then what they can do as well so because i mean obviously his first role right now is is almost more of a scout in a way than it is as a uh, potentially as a you know head coach and what he can do he he'll obviously focus on on his on his players that are playing but um i still think i still think there's kernels of change that we can 
that we can take from and, and and I mean I think be really excited about in terms of change but uh yeah of course of course they don't really count and players are going to go off book a little bit just because like you said they're trying to either a impress the raptors management or b impress somebody else so yeah 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 but overall overall i mean i mean as excited as i can get about a summer league game <laughs> i'll take it i think also og and anobi who finished 311 from the field that looks terrible i thought he played well i think obviously he's the one guy that you expect to contribute on this team next year it's possible a guy like malcolm miller McKinney or Malachi Richardson could, but I think OG's obviously the only one that you think will contribute next year. Um, he was 3 of 11, but I think he played much better than that. He went 1 of 6 from 3, so a lot of that is just off-shooting. He looked very good, especially in the beginning, um, and I'm just happy that, to be frank, that he got 11 shots up. I think I want to see him in as high-volume role as possible here, um, and I want to see him kind of try to test the boundaries of what he's capable doing. I, I, I completely agree. The, the thing with OG and is sometimes is that I find his, uh, he has, he doesn't have a traditional three point shooter form. It's a, it's a little long. And by long, I mean, he stretches his arms out quite, quite, quite long, uh, quite, uh, yeah, it's not a quite far in front of him. Right. Quick to, release, uh, yeah. 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 So, so I think, uh, so something like summer league is of course, perfect for him, uh, to, just really get volume threes up as well and i hope that uh i hope that nurse and his coaching and his new coaching staff uh are really are really going to be emphasizing for him shooting a lot of threes i i mean i'm just kind of looking at some pictures of him right now too it looks like he's cut a little bit of weight which is nice Mm -hmm. as well and uh to, to really emphasize that speed but i mean his with og i really find that what impressed me most last year was what what was the small things which which indicates to me a basketball IQ. So with a basketball IQ already in place, uh, and and hopefully a good coaching staff around him. Hopefully his three will improve. He can he can get if he's going to have that non traditional form, that more Alonzo Ball type of form. Um, that hopefully hopefully he can he can get the muscle memory in and, and and be able to succeed with that from the three because with him being able to launch threes, that really helps out this the this team tremendously because i mean we can talk about it later too but the the one thing the raptors still don't really have because their roster is still very similar is a lot of three-point threats outside of you know kyle lowry fred van vliet um yeah cj miles yeah i think for og just playing in the summer league i thought it was really cool for him to play it kind of reminds me of Jalen brown last year with the celtics where you're like this guy already has participated in a high leverage series in the NBA playoffs and now he's playing against summer league competition. I think, like I said, it's a good place to kind of expand his horizons and test where he's feel comfortable. As far as him losing weight, I mean, it makes sense that once you come back from an ACL tear, you might come in a little bit heavier than what you should. Um, so it's good, you know, that he got ample time to kind of get his body right this season. Um, But moving on from Summer League, because I don't want to focus too much on that, we are starting our kind of position-by-position breakdown of the Toronto Raptors, and today we are going to do the point guards, um, which is obviously Kyle Lowry, DeLon Wright, and Fred Van Vliet. I think we should just kind of go ahead and get started with um, 
with Lowry saying is he's the team's best point guard, and I would say still, you know, last season he was the team's best player. Um, kind of looking at him, Matt, what do you expect to, from Kyle Lowry next season? I mean, for it's interesting for for Lowry, um, especially when you compare him to DeRozan. I would also agree with you that he's still the best player on the team, and it's and and for me the difference is that the there's the fight on the on the defensive end of the ball. You know, you're never never really worried about Kyle Lowry on the defensive end for the most part. Um, there's the, there's every once in a while where he'll where he'll come up against a, a you know a point guard that just you know beats him or or has his number that particular that particular night but for me you know for me what i want to see from lowry is really more of the same i mean i mean we have to always account for his age uh i was a little worried last year with the with the three-year contract and especially with it being the back end being heavy in terms of uh in terms of salary that there might be a drop-off but there really wasn't a drop-off i mean he led the nba in charges taken again which is fantastic as a point guard uh and for me i felt that uh after the first maybe 20 25 games he really settled into the uh to the nick nurse 1.0 defense or sorry offense and uh and and really moved the ball well really found people um there's some you, you know i find sometimes lowry headbands the ball a little too much uh and, and causes some turnovers and uh and obviously and obviously there's still some lingering uh uh you know, per, like like I don't want to say personal issues, but like hot headedness that sometimes comes through and causes turnovers or or lapses in 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 mindset and focus. But for Lowry, I think I think he provides that engine and that spark that the team desperately needs. And I don't know if that I don't know if that was a Dwayne Casey thing or a culture or a culture thing. But um, it, you know, we've talked about it in the past. But I want I, I want to see five more Lowrys uh, in terms of you know grit and toughness on the floor. And uh, he's going to continue to lead the way still on that, but um, you know I hope that I hope that under new management as well that Lowry's uh, mindset can be infectious a little bit more, and uh, you know I hope that someone like Nurse also challenges Lowry to to have that to have that mind or to spread that mindset around and challenge people. Um, what the one thing one thing that I would love. A new thing that I'd love to see from Lowry is sort of more challenging players to step up um, and uh, and be more you know gritty with the ball, gritty on defense and and, and all that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, but for me, for me, Lowry is is who he is really. I mean, he's you know with with him being a little bit older, I think we have to we we can't expect so much new stuff from him uh as as you know it's always fun to talk about well what's DeRozan going to improve on the next year but DeRozan still has time to do that whereas Lowry is a little bit more you, you know you hope you hope for the same production uh the same uh health obviously uh, it was great when he lost all of that weight a few years ago i think it's i think it's actually extended his career a little bit more than it w- than if he wouldn't have lost the weight uh but uh efficient three point shooting uh for the most for, for the most part he picks his spots pretty well as well uh great 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 defense and overall just being a leader i think are the four things that i would like to see from lowry and just continue to see him push push through uh any and any age related uh slowdown that he might have to just continue to produce for this team At age 32 um season next year i think you're right i'm pushing on you're not going to get anything new from Kyle Lowry. You shouldn't expect anything new. 
you're basically hoping to for him to produce at 95% what he did last year. You're just hoping the decline isn't great. Um, I don't think he declined much last year. I think him going to kind of 32 minutes last year was a big deal. I hope that Nurse implements that same strategy. I would expect him to do that. Um, I, I think it can't be stressed enough with the point guards that you have on this team. He needs to be playing around 30 minutes a night, nothing more. I'd like him to even play a couple less games. Um, he played 78 last season. I'd like him to kind of sit around that 70 number um, just for more rest and kind of to keep him ready for the postseason. Yeah, you made a good point. Um, I think a lot of people forget that. I don't want to call him a character problem, but Lowry had kind of, I would say, a little bit of uh, maturity uh, questions around him prior to Dwayne Casey. Um, but I think just being older has settled that. But I think you need that one person on the team who's ready to fight kind of in any situation. I think Fred kind of has that too, where, yeah, they might lean a little bit more towards hot-headedness, but you need a little bit of that in each team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and, and totally. And I didn't want to say, like, you know, I, I want Lowry to completely not be hot-headed because – Sometimes that helps, um, and it, I completely agree with you. You're right. I just don't want it to be the negative hot-headedness, you know, like the the kind that the kind that can wreck a, a locker room. Which I mean, and, and I mean, you bring up another good point too. Without Dwayne Casey there, it is it is someone else steering the ship, right? And if I and if I was Nick Nurse, I would maybe even be scheduling a few meetings with Lowry and DeRozan, both of them, just reassuring them that you know, like, still got your pack you're you, you know you're still you're still are, if, if this is the true direction of the team you know we're we're like like help build that relationship up so that so that there isn't a big drop off in terms of the coach to player relationship that was there before but for Lowry as well I mean I mean I completely agree with you that the less the the, the more spots we can find for him uh or to, to rest to 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 play off ball as well uh, is it is a pretty important strategy come playoff time when we need him to be, uh, you know, playing a little bit more, being a little bit more gritty, because really, uh, I mean, with Fred and Delon, and we'll obviously get to them, uh, both very talented point guards, and, uh, and 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 Fred VanVleet obviously proved last year that he can steer the ship just as well, if not better, in some cases than uh, Lowry. So let's let's take advantage of that and and. and prevent prevent age from becoming a factor you know um lowry obviously has a lot of miles on him a lot of miles on his body as well so uh you know again just even the health just even the the staff uh are going to be critical in helping him to manage his body manage his minutes and uh, i also feel that that's why a open dialogue with nurse is very important because there could be a point in the middle of february where lowry's feeling it a little bit and dogging it a little bit just because he's a little bit older and 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 that's and those are the cases where lowry needs to feel safe and saying hey you know i i I might i might need to play a few less minutes here or can if 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 there's an opportunity like let's let's manage those minutes better but uh yeah i mean i mean i completely agree like it's not like lowry's gonna come out and suddenly you know be something that he's not i love I, I love his i love when he takes opportunities to go into the post um lowry's a very smart very smart offensive player and 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 it's always fantastic how he's played bigger than he is especially when he rebounds 
Um, I've al- I always love rebounding point guards and how they're able to find ways to just to just butt heads with the big guys in 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 there. And uh, he's always been uh, that's always one thing I've admired about him. But yeah, I mean, if we will take a ninety five percent of the twenty seventeen twenty eighteen Lowry any day. So uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously the they're. There, there, there's not much else there that I can think of, but uh, I mean, I mean, unless you have other thoughts on that. Um, no, I think perhaps moving off ball um, a little bit more with Nurse. I think that will. I think that's the plan, at least, to play to have Lowry have the ball even less. And yes, he had the ball less last season than in previous years, but I think Nurse wants to even amplify that more. Um, but yeah, for the most part, you're right. We we know what we're gonna get with Kyle Lowry, and that's a borderline all-star point guard, especially when you're in the East, um, who offers everything that you need out of your floor general. So yeah, do you think he makes the uh, the all-star team again this year? Well, in the East, there's Low- there's uh, do that. Yeah, probably. I would think. Yeah, it might be his last year, but yeah. I mean, I mean, there's still Kyrie that 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 just springs Kyrie, off the page. Kyrie, Wall, Beal, Oladipo at the guard spots because they do guards and forwards, right? Right. So I'm right. trying to think. All those guys seem like they're going to get in above him. I'd say DeRozan gets in above him, so that's five. It would be tough. But then there's yeah. these injuries, you know. Somebody might Kyrie might miss. 15 games or all might miss 15, and then you have a whole different thing. Um, I would say he's a fringe NBA All-Star. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100% I would, I would agree with that. I mean, but, I mean, for 32, right, that's – I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> it, de- it depends how you look at it. At 32, I'll take it at 30 million, maybe you want more, so. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of glass half full, glass half empty, but it's hard to – expect anything more than what Lowry did last season. I think, again, like I said, I think he's our best player. Um, I'm not sure if he will be next season, but we'll see. Let's move on kind of to DeLon Wright. Um, A little more to talk about here. Younger player, age 26 season next year. What do you think is reasonable to expect from DeLon Wright in terms of his role with the team next year and development? Well, I still feel that his role with the team will be quite uh, extensive, even with the Fred VanVleet re-sign. Um, there's still room for DeLon right on this team, especially with the makeup that it has now. Uh, DeLon, I think, is the one out of Lowry, uh, VanVleet, and him that has to take the biggest jump um, to you know remain relevant with the team uh, because his upside has always been his you know his body his length it's it's always been great right where he's sometimes lacked is is you know his three-point shooting offensive variety and that comes from shooting right um so for me what in terms of development what i want to see from delon is i hope he's shooting three thousand three pointers a day from all different spots and all different sorts of situations to really uh and, and you know hopefully he's working with somebody like cj who can really show him how to pop that shot really quickly 
uh, I feel like that's a huge step for him. We saw many times in the playoffs, big games. Uh, uh, obviously, he hit some big shots as well, but there were other times when he would look off and um, and uh, you know look off good looks, right? And he'd be open, wouldn't take it, and it would be really it would be a little frustrating because of the uh, the culture that the Raptors had set in with the threes, and uh, you know you know he's always been a fantastic slasher, but. A lot of the times, if you see him slash, you know he's going to try to go to the tin. If you see him shoot, you know he's going to shoot. He doesn't really take many step backs, many, many drive, dribble, dribbles to the dribble drives to the net, pull ups, anything like that. So um, I really hope that he, he he watches a lot of film and his decision making needs to be a little bit better as well. But uh, yeah, again, I think he has the biggest jump to take because on defense, I actually think he's really good. Again, that length really helps in there. But he's a, he's decent at getting steals, and he has really good court vision, um, and 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 is and is de- and is decent with getting assists and finding open players. But again, I think where he needs to really develop is in uh, getting getting those threes, being very confident with his offensive decision making. He's someone who, as he's finished three seasons, has scored efficiently, but I think can score, needs to look to increase his role. So at times, the offense kind of kicks a ball around to everyone, and then it arrives to DeLon Wright, and he doesn't take the shot. And that kind of just kills the flow of your offense, I think. I Sometimes he just gets hesitant, when you, in fact, need him to let it fly. His percentages have been good pretty much throughout his career. He's improved at the rim each season. He's improved from three each season. He's, If you look at his shot distribution year by year, it looks better. Each year that you look at it, it looks more of kind of what the league wants. And we're talking shots at the rim um, and three-point attempts. That's exactly what you want, and he's doing those things, but it seems like he just can't get to the volume you would like to see, given how talented he is. Now, I know it's Drew League, but I just saw some video. I'm seeing some video of him from today in his Drew League game where he does this nice crossover, behind-the-back crossover, another crossover for an assist, and uh, stopping on a dime. And that's what I want to see more of from DeLon Wright is, you know, mid-range game, uh, being in, in this clip anyway, he's very confident with the ball. No, knows what he's going to do with the ball before it happens, um, because I think that's just what makes him more deadly. And I think, and, and, and I think you're right. Like that's how he makes himself a bigger presence on the team, which in fact helps the team out m- way more overall. For him, for for uh, the uh, the opposite the opponent to be very mindful of DeLon, right? Not play off of him to, you know, focus on a Valanchunas or a, or a Lowry or a DeRozan, I think is huge because, uh, the again, again, it's creating that spacing, that Nick Nurse spacing that we at least are assuming is going to be there. So for me, you know, you know, hopefully with age, or hopefully with maybe not with age, but with experience and uh, rewatching film of what he could do better, It'll it'll be better. Obviously, Drew League to NBA, there's a huge difference in terms of talent and and, and athleticism. But uh, he needs he needs to continue to be productive on defense and really take that step up on offense. Which, I mean, in one way is good because sometimes uh, offense, uh, really offensive minded players, uh, you know, it can be harder to set in their head 
that they need to be, you know, more aggressive on defense. But for him, aggressiveness and confidence, I think, will really actually help his talent that is that that, that is mostly there already. Right. I think, like you said, everything's there. And it's kind of coming off as if we're criticizing DeLon the player when I like DeLon a lot. I think he is great at the role he does. I just wish that his role was a little bit bigger, especially offensively. Mm-hmm. And I think just being aggressive will help lead to that. Um, so his per 36, he's improved pretty much across the board. It's, I'm, I mean, in his rookie season, he averaged more slightly in per 36, but obviously those are in limited minutes. When you look at how many more minutes he played last season, it's kind of remarkable to look at how his role changed with the team, and he kind of went from a bit figure to a real rotation piece. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, and... Go oh, ahead. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, I. Uh, by the way, I just completely agree with your point that we're... we're uh, uh, we're not criticizing Delon. It's just it's more so excitement for the potential that he uh, have how much he can improve over over the year and and the per stat the per thirty six stat that you just gave is 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 indicative of that is that you know hopefully with another year of growth and uh, a, another year of ex, of an expanded role he'll be able to grow more. I think another thing to kind of keep in mind as we reference Delon Wright and we included him here in the point guards is that he's playing almost exclusively at the shooting guard position now. And I think in today's NBA, obviously, positions mean less than they ever have. But it is kind of... Point guard would be perhaps the one position that in center, I think, is your main rim protector, where it kind of differentiates itself from the rest and I think playing off ball is an adjustment that he needed to get used to next season. And I'm hoping that he'll become even more comfortable this year now that he has one year under his belt playing the majority of his time at the shooting guard position. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's just it. You know, you have to you have to get used to playing that off ball and making decisions off ball. Uh, I think uh, I think he's another guy who could really benefit from a Nick Nurse back cut, back screen sort of uh, sort of approach. The the man can dunk too, so uh, you know you know even some maybe even an alley oop dunk. I don't know, but uh, but uh, I think overall, uh, out of the three point guards that we haven't talked about, Fred VanVleet, the biggest leap. I can see, and the biggest leap I think for the team for, that will help the team so much is seeing DeLon really take a leap into a confident score. Yeah, it, it needs to happen offensively in a bigger role. I think we're both pretty happy with this defense. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of matching up at least. He can guard ones, twos in a pinch, be able to kind of hold his own against some smaller threes. I don't think you'll ever feel comfortable with him guarding small forwards, but in small stretches, perhaps, if you kind of want to run that three-headed point guard lineup, I'm not sure if Nurse will attempt to do that this year. The Raptors did it a little bit last season, very rarely, and almost never after the All-Star break. But I think 
for the most part, he can guard ones and twos, and I think he can do that very well. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's where that's where we want to see him, and I mean, and I mean, that's where the Raptors have had a lot of trouble in the past, especially, um, you know, from sometimes Demar Derozan's lack of defensive toughness is uh, is uh, penetration has always been a big problem for the Raptors under Dwayne Casey is is penetration into the paint that then leads to open threes or to you know back cuts for dunks or or, or just other movement with the ball so anybody who can uh, anybody who can shoot those who, who can hit threes but also stop penetration on the defensive end is going to be just help out just help out the Raptors so much in terms of just getting those valuable stops when they're needed and especially if the other team's on a run or something and DeLon is a huge candidate in being able to do that probably the best perimeter defender on the team or I Kyle Lowry's probably still probably the best most versatile defender on the perimeter defender on the team I could I could see that um, oh gee I guess yeah yeah, yeah that, that's, that's true too yeah yeah, I, I mean, I mean, out of the three guys that we're talking about today, I could see the crown going to DeLon this year, though. Yeah, um, making the shift from Lowry to Wright. Yeah, this yeah. I, I, I agree with you there. I can see that yeah. for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's move on to Fred VanVleet. Fred VanVleet, I think it's pretty safe to say the fan favorite of the group and probably the team. Um, re-signed a two-year contract or re-signed with the Toronto Raptors to a two-year contract worth $18 million. We've kind of talked about the value of his contract, so I don't want to go into that too much. What do you expect from Fred Van Vliet this year? Do you think it's reasonable to expect growth from him? Are you hoping he just doesn't regress this season? What are your thoughts on him and what to expect this year? I really hope, and I, uh, I I think I can see it in Fred VanVleet's eyes that he's not going to have one of those regressions where uh, I signed the big contract, I you know I made it, now I can just relax, because really it's a big con, it, it's a nice contract for him, but it's only two years, so he's still got a lot of a lot of work to do to to make that even more lucrative in the future for himself. But um, I mean, really, Fred VanVleet, I can. I, you know, I could see I could see surprise growth out of him, but for sure we're going to see a lot of the same. I mean, Fred VanVleet out of nowhere became a fantastic three-point shooter for me. Uh, tons of clutch threes, uh, all all over. Really helped really helped move the ball, uh, and and the players just you know they just respect him enough to let him be the floor, a floor general and to have another floor general in a way that Lowry does it. But again, is a little bit different is, is so fantastic. So I think with the uh, confidence of safety that he now has, he'll be able to really put himself out there and, and push himself. I, you know, for again, just like Lowry for his size, how he, how he is able to use his body correctly to, defend bigger guards because usually he's always the smallest person on the floor uh is is really is really a pleasure to watch and uh a lot and you know the way he the way he finds space he finds um open way uh, open uh, just opportunities for himself he really he really drives into the paint well he drives in with purpose which i think which i think is a big problem for the raptors and sometimes people just move to move and and and, that, and hopefully that's a nick nurse uh, uh you know solution that he can solve that and really teach the players and develop a system that helps players move with a purpose but i feel that 
Van Vliet was very was very much able to uh, you know create something out of nothing for other players as well. Uh, very calming presence. I think he you know we don't have to talk about his ice his ice cold veins because he is someone who is just able to to calm the ship is not afraid of the big moment is not afraid of of the other team on a run and um and i think and i think what we're going to see from him is a lot more leadership is a lot more of the intangibles uh you know i you know i you know i think usage will go up a little bit i think that we'll see a few more points hopefully a ton more assists from him but uh definitely definitely i think more of the same uh which is which is great uh, especially, you know, given contract size, importance to the team, but a regression—I don't think a regression is in his personality at this age, at this age, since it won't be a physical regression. It, it, but I, I can't see that happening. Yeah, I think you brought up the three-point shooting. I think that's the only way to reasonably yeah. expect him to regress. And he shot 38%, granted on 29 attempts as a rookie. So he also shot in the high 30% during college on a good amount of attempts. So it's reasonable to think that while he might not be a 41% three-point shooter, it's going to hover at least around 40%. So you're at least getting pretty close to the same value that you got last season. For Fred Van Vliet, yeah, it's funny that he got drafted to the same team as Kyle Lowry because the similarities in their games are absolutely astonishing to watch they're both undersized they both fight like i don't know if i can cuss on this sorry i'll cut that out but uh they both fight defensively and they you know they just their games are similar in the way they penetrate kind of use basketball iq rather than athleticism and size to get where they want to get on the court and they balance in a good mix of aggressiveness on offense and without dominating the ball too much. Yeah, I think I think if we're able to have two, uh, you know, Kyle Lowry's on the floor, or you know, one Kyle Lowry and one Kyle Lowry and a half, or I mean, Kyle Lowry point five, then I'd be I I'd be thrilled because I I think that. Van Vliet has really studied a lot of what Lowry does, and uh, has mixed in his own his own skills and what and what he's able to do. And uh, it's you know la- there's nothing there's nothing to not like about Van Vliet coming back from a team management perspective. Obviously, the contract lines up with everything else that's going on with the team, uh, with Lowry or uh, with Lowry and Abaka's contracts in particular. And then at the same time, uh, you know Van Vliet has really grown with the the young core of this team uh, with the Pirtles and the Siakams. And I think that that chemistry is really helpful and is, and is really good for growth for Pirtle and Siakam. There's plenty of times that I can think of last season when Van Vliet made those two in particular look really good. And, uh, and, and that's great. And that's great for the team as, as a whole. And I think that, uh, you know, there's really, there's really not much to not be happy about with Van Vliet coming back. Obviously a fan favorite. And that's, and that's because he's such a hard worker and, and everybody respects a hard worker, but, uh, you never know, you never know what's going to come from him. He might, he, he might feel something 
in in him that he needed to, that he needs to work on over the summer it might surprise us with uh with, with something all new but he's got a really nice shooting stroke he gets really nice high arc on the ball when he's shooting and uh that 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 is sustainable over time and i think that um uh three-point shooting again is i think you, you hit the nail on the head is the biggest area where we could see growth from him especially due to his size but um yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm super thrilled to have him back. I think point guard overall is one of the strongest positions that we have on the team, and is, uh, and, and is one that shouldn't be forgotten about in an era, you know, where everybody's focused on the three, four, and the, and the two, and everybody being super tall and lanky, where we can really still. Uh, you know, dominate and 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 have and have even you know those two guard three guard lineups where with three really smart ball handlers who can really move the ball, find spots, find the right player in the right situation, and uh, really help out someone like DeRozan create that space. As you mentioned, the corner or the three pointer, I think one important note is he's really good at shooting threes off the dribble, which I think is super helpful as far as the games played today when you're running that pick and roll, nobody can go under on Fred VanVleet ever because he's ready to pull right away. You know, it's a lot harder to hit a shot from three in the middle of a pick and roll rather than a catch and shoot opportunity. So I don't want to understate again how important it is that he can shoot the ball three off the dribble. I think for Fred, what do you think, I guess I'll start by asking you, what do you think he can if I were to say Fred VanVleet makes a jump and is near all-star level next year, what areas could he improve upon? And is it possible given his kind of physical limitations? It's tough. It's tough. I think for him, it would, it, it almost would have to be more physical improvements. Um, he would somehow have to get a little bit faster, I would think, because for him to be a quicker would allow him to get the jump on, uh, get, you know, get that first step dribble uh, in front of players more, which would allow him to either, you know, get to the get to the tin and lay it up which he which i think which i you know as a side note i think he's really good at using his his off shoulder to create the space needed to get the ball up to the backboard and in or you know to get the assist but um he hits he hits the three enough that uh given more given a higher volume of threes i think he would uh, maintain his percentage but to get to that all-star level i think you for him you'd really have to create you know a lot of buzz around getting steals and being able to run it all the way down and make it and make a nice play and and really get that first jump so for him i think it's it, it would either have to be you know get faster somehow which i don't know given his again his physical limitations can happen but um at 18 million uh you know he's definitely he's definitely the backup point guard and he's definitely gonna have a heart a, a high contribution to the team but i don't know if he can make the all-star jump unfortunately yeah it's difficult i think he would have to improve his shooting from two-point range he shoots about 50 percent of his shots from beyond the arc which i i don't think that's necessarily a problem anymore the way the game's played today, I think when you look at kind of where he's shooting, he he has not been good in kind of that 3 to 10 foot range. Looking it up right now, he shot, yeah, he shot 23% from 3 feet to 10 feet, which is obviously a problem. If he could get a nice floater game, which 
would be something that you would think he would have already, but he doesn't. And I think if he could get a nice floater game that would help him in his scoring versatility at least a lot, and it would help him to become less reliant on the three-pointer because as great as that three-point shot is, you know, versatility will help you score more than what you're already doing. Um, so, yeah, that's basically, I think it would be tough for him to get there. He, I, I would never put anything past him. Obviously, the way he works and the way he plays, I wouldn't ever expect a regression due to a contract. But I think he does have some areas that he can improve, like that mid-range scoring, getting more penetration into the lane like you've talked about. I think those are the areas that he needs to focus on this offseason. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's awesome that we're just, that that we're both, you know, there's going to be no regression. I love that. I think mm-hmm. that's that that's just really that just really shows the kind of player he is and and, and why we why we resigned him. And, I mean, he doesn't even have a bad contract really. Like it like like sometimes, you know, Masai and the Raptors have been known to overpay and and, and I know we've talked no, about I this before. No, I thought this was an underpay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree as well. So Fred clearly likes being here and clearly wants to wants to be here. So um, I think I think that's great, and let's let's put our trust in him and and see where he can take us. Yeah, exactly. I think he. I would expect a similar, if not even bigger, role from him this off season. I think also it will be great for him to actually get to play in the playoffs this year. Hopefully. Fingers crossed, no injury. Yeah, yeah, I forget. yeah. I almost forgot about that. To be honest with you, that he that he didn't play as much. Yeah, so it's tough. Obviously, we didn't get to evaluate him kind of at the biggest stage without a dislocated shoulder, so that skews everything. As we look kind of at the point guard position as a whole, if I told you to start the two thousand, not this season, the two thousand nineteen twenty season that one of the point guards was not on the roster, who would you say? Ooh. Uh, that, I would say I would say if the team does well, then DeLon Wright. If the team does poorly this season or, or underperforms, then then Kyle Lowry. And I think the the reason why is if the team underperforms, then 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 the team might have bigger personnel issues that they need to address at which point they need to shed themselves of that Lowry contract but if the team does well um then there might be the, the there might be the need for a trade or there might be the need for something else and they might have to part with DeLon right I mean I hope they don't um I think Again, I, I kind of alluded to it before. It's probably the Raptors' strongest overall position is if we're if we're going by the traditional positions, is their point guards. But uh, but I would and, and, and I mean with LeBron out of the East, I you know I wouldn't be surprised for the Raptors to be in the top three again this year. Uh, so in that case, I think I think Delon right. What about you? I think you put it perfectly. I think it's really dependent on the team's success this season and. Who goes? I if I had to bet, I would guess one of the three is not on the team to start next year. Um, when I say next year, I mean 2019-20. I would guess all three return for 2018-19. However, I'm not sure which one it will be. I think that, like you said, it could be depending on if the Raptors really struggle this year. I could see Kyle Lowry go. Not even if they really struggle. I think even if they're 
a four or five seed and you get the right offer at the deadline, it's a possibility that you, you know, look and kind of shift your attention from timeline one to the timeline two that you have of your young core. But I'm not sure. I think it's too early to tell kind of with that question. I think you work, phrased it perfectly. It's all dependent on the team's success. Yeah. Unless and dependent on them as players. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I also do think that uh, it's the position that will, um, you know, just feels like feels like since it's the strongest, if if they have to give something up for for to make a trade work, it feels like that that's where or naturally where you would go, dependent on need, right? And I mean, there's a there's a lot of value in all three players for different reasons as well, right? But it, it, the team seems pretty set on Fred VanVleet. I would say. If there was a trade to happen out of the three of them, I would actually say Van Vliet is probably the safest. I would agree with you. Yeah, I, I don't see him being moved. He has a nice mix of being younger and he's under control for one more season. And I think DeLon Wright's two-way abilities might excite a few more teams, as weird as it sounds, as a Raptors fan who, you know, obviously I think Van Vliet is the better player right now than DeLon Wright. But I could see how a team would be excited by the idea of DeLon Wright more than Fred VanVleet. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's there's a lot of upside with DeLon Wright that he just that he naturally has that Fred VanVleet will never have, and that's in his length and and his and, and you know his ability to be more versatile just because of his size and length. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It just Fred will never have the physical gifts that DeLon has. So. Yep. Well, I think that's as good a time as any to wrap this up here. Um, yeah. We'll be back next week discussing the different wings around the Toronto Raptors. So everybody tune into that. Uh, it was good talking to you, Matt. Yeah, talk to you soon. Yep, bye.